Adonai, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of all hearts be acceptable in your sight. O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. I'm going to talk today about signs of being a spirit-led kehillah community. I want us to consider life in the shadow of the pillar of fire and the pillar of cloud. Just think for a moment. For 40 years in the wilderness, our ancestors were led by this pillar of fire by night and a pillar of cloud by day. What was it like? I've never really given much thought to that. And um, if I could open up this to discussion right now, and I wish I could, but I can't, I think we'd have some very interesting reflections. But I, for me, I would say, in a way, it would be somewhat terrifying. There's God manifesting himself in some way right there in the middle of the encampment. It should have been utterly transformative. And this word of spirit-led, it's an interesting word. I, it combines, it reminds me of another word, spirit-filled, which is a word that, that kind of irks me because it's a word, a term that has generally tended to be used uh, uh, intentionally or unintentionally as a kind of spiritual one-upsmanship. But there are those people who are spirit-filled and there are those people who don't get it yet. Well, I don't, that's not good. But, all right, let's reference that term, spirit-filled or spirit-led. And let's define it as manifesting the influence and the activity of the Spirit of God. What would it be like to have a kehillah, a congregation, a community that manifests the influence and the activity of the Spirit of God? Today we're going to be looking at 10 signs of being a Spirit-led kehillah. But I must inform you that this is only a survey because each of these 10 signs deserves its own treatment. And I don't know how long that treatment would go, but these are serious matters. And it's fascinating that this week's parasha gives us a, such a survey of these factors. Let's take a look. Sign number one, one of the signs of a community that is being led by the Spirit and filled with the Spirit is that there are leaders who lead. It takes more to be a leader than to be paid as a leader or to be called a leader. A leader must lead. In today's parasha, Moshe Rabbeinu is that example. Moshe said to the whole community of the people of Israel, here is what Adonai has ordered. Moshe was the one who passed on to the people, not the suggestions, not the bullet points, not the observations, but the commandments and the orders of God. And Moshe was a man of tremendous authority. But what made him a tremendous leader was he led. 
So one of the signs that the Spirit of God is manifesting in a community is that leaders take the lead. And at this point, I want to commend my friend Melissa Moskowitz, not just because she's my friend. I've told her privately that I admire the fact that she leads. She, she sees the way things are going when things kind of happen in the congregation. She takes action. She's a very, very busy woman, extremely busy. But she's not just uh, the president of synagogue in name, uh, but she leads and she's not the only one. But this is not about Melissa. This is about the work of the spirit in a community, a sign that the spirit of God is at work and leading a community is that leaders lead. Secondly, followers follow. It's not good enough to have a leader who leads or a whole bunch of leaders who lead. If nobody follows them, then the spirit is not leading that congregation. One of my favorite passages on this is from the book of Judges. Um, it says that the leaders took the lead in Israel, that the people offered themselves willingly, bless the Lord. Wow, what a summary that is of our first two points. Leaders must lead and people must willingly follow. When I was on the road with the Liberated Welling Wall, um, one weekend we were at a place in Chicago called the Circle Church. Um, the Circle Church was a very innovative church in the 1970s. And uh, we were there on the last day that their charismatic, uh, I'm using that in the natural sense of the word, their visionary leader, David Maines, it was the last day he was there. He was leaving. And I will never forget what he said to the people that day. And this is going back now, I don't know, over 40 years, 45 years ago. He said, if I could leave this congregation with one thing, it would be the ability to follow fallible leadership with a full head of steam. Here's again what he said. If I could leave this congregation with one thing, it would be the ability to follow fallible leadership with a full head of steam. He says, some of you here, you don't know what you want until a leader says, we need to go this way. And then you say, no, 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 not that way. You dig in your heels. And that is very destructive to the life of the spirit in a congregation. So first, we need leaders who lead. Secondly, we need followers who follow. That's a sign of the presence of the spirit. A third sign is generosity with your stuff. Thus, then the whole community of the people of Israel came. Everyone whose heart stirred him and everyone whose spirit made him willing, both men and women came, as many as had willing hearts. They came and they brought linen and garment and, and fabric, expensive stuff. They brought a lot of stuff for the building of the tabernacle. So one of the signs of the presence of the spirit in a community is that the people are generous with their stuff. 
not because anybody coerces it, but because the spirit leads them to be such. Number four, manifest giftedness. We read about Betzalel and Aholiav here, and others too. Uh, I love the, the way the translation says, the Lord singled out Betzalel. He was a very talented man, an artisan, and Aholiav also, and they trained others, and we're going to see that in a minute. But here, the point is, one of the signs of the activity of the Spirit in a kehilah is the manifestation of giftedness. It's not enough that people have giftedness. If they don't use their gifts, they don't manifest their gifts, then um, we're not there yet. Number five, training and teaching. It's interesting. Aholiav and also Betzalel equipped others for the works of service. We read that in Ephesians that uh, God appointed apostles, prophets, evangelists, shepherds, and teachers for the equipping of the, uh, of the holy ones, for the works of service. That's what the Holy Spirit does. He not only gifts people, but these gifted people train others. They multiply the benefit. They don't just uh, kind of, of hold it to their chest and say, I am the person who does this in this congregation. They try to equip others to do so. That's a sign of the leading of the spirit, of the filling of the spirit in a community. And here you notice here in the pillar of cloud and the pillar of fire, the spirit of God present in the community. Next, number six, volunteerism. This is not just generosity with your stuff. Generosity with your stuff in a way is kind of easy. Generosity with yourself is a little more costly. Moshe summoned Bezalel, Aholiav, and every craftsman to whom Adonai had given wisdom, everyone whose heart stirred him, to come and take part in the work. They all, come on, take part, volunteer. Now, I'm not here to browbeat you. God forbid. That accomplishes absolutely nothing of value. But since some of us wish we had uh, or, or, or wish to be involved in a spirit-led, spirit-filled community, I'm giving you the 10 signs that that happens. And one of those signs is volunteerism, that people make themselves available. They don't have to be browbeaten. And God forbid that I should ever browbeat you. Number seven, all of these things could be true, but are you building anything? You can have all the gifts in the world, give all the money in the world, give all the time in the world, but are you accomplishing anything? That's a good question. So number seven is you're building something. This entire passage is about building something actual. Being spirit-filled is not about how we feel as much as about what we accomplish. So a spirit-led, spirit-filled community will be one that is building something. Number eight, the manifest presence of God. There will be times when we at least sense God's presence and are even certain that he's shown up in some way. God is always present. He's always at work. 
but sometimes you you see it, you feel it, you know it. But not all the time. It doesn't work that way. Again, when I was in the road with the music team, I remember once being at a Baptist church where you just sense the presence of the spirit in the place. One of the signs to me after visiting probably hundreds of churches during those years, one of the signs of a, of a spiritually alive community is at the end of the service, the people don't leave like rats deserting a sinking ship. They stay around and they talk to each other. They, they, and this church was like that. But that's not my point. My point is, is that there are times when you sense the presence of the Spirit of God. You sense the activity of the Spirit of God. Somebody is teaching and you, you know that God is talking to you. Somebody gets healed. You know that God has done something. Uh, or you just sense it. So that's one of the signs. Number nine, awe, respect, godly caution, and fear. There will be times when we at least sense God's presence and are even certain that he has shown up in some way. I said that. But at those times, what is our response? I do believe that the people in that camp had a godly fear and a godly respect for the fact that God is here. God is manifesting himself here. And this is why their sinfulness uh, in the midst of these times was so reprehensible. It's because God has shown up in such remarkable ways, not only the 10 plagues, but the pillar of fire, the pillar of cloud, 40 years. But people get presumptuous. They get accommodated to that reality. But one of the signs that we're really a spirit-led, spirit-filled community is that we will have a certain respect, a certain awe, a certain caution about the presence of God. I've told you before of this unforgettable quotation from my friend John Carn, who was, uh, was one of the musicians on one of my albums, Gloria's Voice, and he's also now a pastor in La Crescenta. His father was a pastor in Oregon. And his father said to him that he believed that when people came to church, they should come a little afraid. He asked his father, what do you mean? He said, because they should know they're going to hear from God this week, and they're going to be responsible for what they heard. That's a brilliant statement. If the Spirit of God is really present in a congregation, there will be an, an increase of, of reverence and of caution with God. We'll be less inclined to get cute with the Holy One. Finally, number 10, there'll be an eagerness to follow the leading of God. At the end of Exodus, we read about how the people would move with the, with the cloud, with the fire. When it moved, they would stay when it stayed. Uh, 
Paul says in Galatians 5, since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. I like that. There'll be an eagerness to follow the leading of God. Uh, uh, people will say, boy, I've, you know, I just want to know what God wants, and I want to do it. That's a sure sign of the presence of the Spirit and of a Spirit-filled, Spirit-led community. I want to say one more thing. A word about how God speaks. This is from the experience of Elijah in 1 Kings 19. After he flees from Mount Carmel from his uh, showdown with Jezebel's priests of Baal, he then runs to Mount Horeb and uh, he goes to this cave on Mount Horeb and we read, that after there was an earthquake and there was a fire. It said, after the, uh, after the earthquake, fire broke out. And, and earlier in the chapter, it says, God was not in the earthquake. And after the earthquake, fire broke out, but Adonai was not in the fire. And after the fire came a quiet, subdued voice. When Eliyahu heard it, he covered his face with his cloak. He stepped out and stood at the entrance of the cave. Then a voice came to him and said, what are you doing here, Eliyahu? The point that I'm making is that although God is almighty, generally his ways of speaking to us are subtle. And we only discern the voice and the leading of God if we are paying attention. So if we would be a community that is led by the Spirit and filled with the Spirit, then one of the ways in which we will know is that we're a community that's begun to pay attention. Uh, and when you pay attention, God loves to speak. May you add to this message, the blessing of his spirit. And may he lead the community of Avatzion to whatever future awaits us. May it be a future when we're really building something and not just hanging out. We ask this in the name of Yeshua, who loved us, and gave himself for us, and who left us an example that we should follow in his steps.